Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. trying to clean it up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I It's been a minute or, or a couple of minutes, I should say, since I've come up here to minister. Amen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I really am. I'm nervous. Amen. So, but I'm privileged. Amen. Um, I want to open up with a joke. Amen. My neighbor, her pastor told this joke. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. It shouldn't. Amen. But I'm going to open up with a joke. Amen. Little Susie climbed up on grandpa's lap and asked him if he could make the sound of a frog. Grandpa said, sure, but why? Oh, because my daddy said, when you croak, we're going to Disneyland. It'll come, it'll come. I know, I know. I hope you got it. Hope it didn't offend anybody. Amen. Well, let me let me just turn myself over to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit and let's see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you, God. I'm always got privileged to stand behind this pulpit, Lord God. And and, Lord, I thank you that you trust me to handle your word. And, God, I'm just grateful for those that showed up, God. I pray that you seed their heart and that this word, God, uh, does good things, God, does heavenly things, God, does transforming things, Lord God, because your word is alive, Lord God, and it, it is always released to accomplish, God. And so I trust you to accomplish, God, as I release the words that you put in my heart, Father, I love you, I praise you, I thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So tonight, the title of my message is War Cry. Amen. And I'm going to minister on prayer. And you might say, oh, we've heard 100 sermons on prayer. Well, that's good. Now you're going to hear 101. Amen. Because prayer is important. And you hear, we hear about prayer all the time because it gets away from us, amen? And it's something that we constantly have to uh, build up, build that house of prayer, build that house of prayer, amen? Not only in the congregation, not only in this building, but in your own house, you should be building a house of prayer, amen? And it's so important that Jesus went to pray often, it says, amen? And he gave us a pattern to follow. In Matthew 6, if you guys can turn there, I don't know if they're going to put it up for me, but it is the, um, the pattern that the Lord left to the disciples, which is us. Amen. It's the Our Father. If you want to read along with me, that would be awesome. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. I'm going to read all the way into 14 and 15. And it says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Amen. It, that, that, I decided to read that because that stood out to me, that in that pattern that he set for us, he went back to about forgiving. Like out of that place that he patterned in prayer to follow, he really emphasized forgiveness. Now, I'm not preaching on forgiveness. Just wanted to throw that out there. Amen. Church, this prayer was given as a model for us to follow. The aspects or the features or the details of this prayer are its content, our persistence, and God's faithfulness. This prayer contains specific praise, specific request, and specific instruction. I want us to consider the benefit that you and I have to generate our prayers, and that is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're not just uttering empty words, but there is power, amen, that we have in the Holy Spirit that comes, and, and when we're in prayer, amen, things happen. The Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man avail much, accomplish much, and by the Holy Spirit, we become the righteousness of God. So when you get in that prayer class, oops, I mean prayer closet, amen, things happen. Things happen in the heavenly realm, uh, amen. Things can transpire. Things can change. Prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer moves the hand of God, and it touches the heart of God. Church, you and I are not called just to make it today. Remember that old song, I got to pray just to make it today? It's a secular song, amen, but I don't want to just make it today, amen. I don't pray just to make it, just to get through, amen. You and I have been given the empowerment to impact, which means to hit or to strike. So when you and I get in that place of prayer and we understand the power that we have, amen, we hit and we strike. Come on, the enemy is always trying to strike your life, amen. He's always trying to impact your life. But when you and I get in that, that place with the Holy Spirit and we begin to pray, we begin to take this pattern, amen, uh, and we pull on heaven to touch earth, amen, when we cleanse our hearts and we forgive, amen, when we eat the daily bread of the word of God, praise the Lord, then we get into that prayer closet with, with in, uh, instruction, amen. We get in there with empowerment, amen, and we begin to generate. We begin to, we're little generators, amen. We begin to make impact in the heavenly realm, hallelujah. You begin to impact your home. You begin to impact your workplace. You begin to impact this city. We started our service praying for the city, and Sister Bloom took a pause in a minute to say something is happening. Amen? She, she knows the empowerment. 
she knows the voice of God, and so she took a minute in prayer to tap into that because we're here together, amen, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Who knows? Maybe something uh, wicked was about to happen. We don't know what our prayers did in that moment, amen, because out there there's wickedness, but you and I, we are righteousness, amen, in, in the hand of God, and so as we come together and we pray, we can change things, church. We can hit and we can strike the nations through the power and the influence of prayer. You and I have authority. We have been given access to the supernatural power of God from the corridors of heaven and the very throne of grace. We are instructed to use, to apply the name of Jesus. Why? So we can make the enemy tremble this day and to be the evidence to an unbelieving generation. When one has been authorized and is given access, there should be no fear. There should be no second guessing. We should not be silent. We should not be idle, church. We should declare and decree with assurance in our hearts. When you go into prayer, you need to have that assurance that something is happening. You know, when I read that about that we have been given access, I think about, uh, you know, when you, when you have that VIP and you're able to go and have full access, you, you get to go past, <laughs> past the, the stage. Let's say it's a, a, a band, amen, and you have that VIP or it's a sports event. You have access to benefits. You have access to uh, greater things than just the general public, just the general admission ticket, right? You're able to meet the band. You're able to come into that little box, amen, that has uh, benefits in there. And so it is with us. We have some benefits, amen. We are VIP, church. We are sons and daughters who have been entrusted, have been given authority, have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, amen, to access the heavens, amen, to move the hand of God, to come in agreement with the Holy Spirit, amen. He will download into you. Why? Because we have been given access to what is happening in heaven and and to use the name of Jesus and to pull on on heaven's power amen uh it says uh your will be done your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven well how does that happen how does what's happening in heaven happen on earth god can just drop it but god is a collaborator god is saying come seek me come knock ask right that's prayer oh i don't know how to pray well if we, we talk we can pray right he's not looking for fancy words he's not looking for you know i remember when deborah's warriors started and sister bloom would nudge us into prayer to pray out loud and we would all freak out we would all freak out like, oh, I pray. I didn't even want to make eye contact with her because I didn't want her to call on me to pray because I was so scared. In the same token, though, I would admire those that knew how to pray, knew how to bring the word of God in, in just such a powerful way. And, and they would release these powerful prayers. So it's like 
you know, you'd hear them and it's like, oh, don't call on me because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And God's like, I didn't ask you to do that. I just asked you to pray. And we would, we would throw out our little three-sentence prayers, but she began to teach us how to pray strategically. She began to tell us constantly that we needed to become skilled, right? She was teaching us to be skilled. Praying is a skill, church, and it takes practice. It takes commitment. It takes uh, time, amen? Just like anything else that you want to be skilled in, you have to show up. (laughs) You have to put in some work, amen? Uh, When one has been authorized and been given access, there should be no fear. There should be no second guessing, right? We have the assurance in our hearts. Yes, church. We have heard sermon after sermon after sermon about prayer, but it doesn't always become the assurance in your heart. Amen? You know, I often think, you know, we get people that ask us to pray all the time. Can you pray for my, my mom? Can you pray for my aunt? Can you, and, and, and it's like, yeah. You know, and there's times it's like, let's just pray right now because I don't want to forget about praying for that need. But, but I often wonder, okay, are you praying? <laughs> or are you just asking me to go pray for that need? Because you've got the same power that I do. Amen. You know, not because we're pastors. We have more power than you. We all have the same access and the same permission and the same empowerment, amen, to avail in our prayer closets. When you and I believe, we then activate faith. When we exercise faith, it gives shape to our thoughts, our character, our actions, our perspective to impact the world. Amen. As we were doing worship, Des stopped for a moment, and she began to bind things. Amen. She began to hold thoughts, disruptive things. She began to tear down things that were uh, idolatry, things that were trying to exalt themselves. Why did she do that? Because something in her spirit recognized that there was something in here that was trying to disrupt, that was trying to get your focus and your attention off of worship of making the lord your focus so she applied prayer right we open up in prayer they pray for the offerings why do they pray for the offerings lord god because we're saying god you know multiply them increase them uh bless them bless those that give right we're, we're handing over something to the lord and so we're putting prayer to that we put prayer to to so many things it's not just about praying for your food church God wants to enlarge you so that you feel powerful in every aspect of your life so that it shapes your your thought patterns, amen, so that our, our first book was Battlefield of the Mind. She began to teach us about that this is the battlefield, and, and you need to know how to, how to take those thoughts captive, amen, that try to whisper to you, try to uh, bring you into... Uh, 
doubt, to fear, to uncertainty, insecure. Because if we enter into those places, then we're not powerful in prayer. We're giving over to fear. We're giving over to feeling. Amen. We're giving over to doubt. Amen. But when you become skilled in prayer, then you are specific and you get in there and you begin to uh, give shape to your house, give shape to your relationships, give uh, growth to your relationship with the Lord. Prayer accomplishes a lot of things, church. It helps you get in there with the Lord to pray about yourself, to shape your character, your mindset. If you give your character, if you give your mindset uh, shape through the Lord, amen, then you're not looking, you're not outsourcing you're not looking to the world. You're not looking for approval of man. Amen. You are in that place with the Lord and you're talking about you. You're being honest with you about you with the Lord in prayer. Prayer is that as well. Your relationship with the Lord. You build it up in prayer. God, you, you learn how to worship the Lord. You learn how to give him praise in prayer. You, you learn how to adore the Lord in that prayer closet because it's just you and the Lord and it's an intimate place. And it's like, man, Lord... I love you for so many reasons. Let me tell you why. Right? It's not always about asking either. It's, it's just simply, God, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you how I feel about you. Can, can I come in? Can I enter into this place with you? And it's not like the Lord is saying, no, not today. He loves it when we come into that place. Amen. I know the title of the message is War Cry. And none of this sounds like war, but it is war. It is war because we have to fight, amen. We have to fight for that ground, amen. We have to commit ourselves that, you know what, God, I know I'm busy. I know that the day gets going, God, but I need to fight for this ground to stay in the power and the presence that you provide for me. I need to keep my the ground of my heart and my mind in Christ, amen. Otherwise, the current of this world, the temperature and the climate of this world begins to creep in and it begins to whisper. It begins to have conversations. It begins to shape my thoughts. Amen. So we have to fight. It is war. It is war. It's war on our knees. Amen. And we, when we get on our knees, Jesus stands up. Jesus stands up. The power of heaven stands up. Amen. When we are able to just bow our will, bow our, our thoughts, bow our decisions to the Lord. Amen. Then Jesus and the power that's in that name rises up. It stands up. It begins, the Holy Ghost begins to stir you up. And when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Ghost says, well, you know what? Let me help you a little bit. Amen. Let me nudge your heart. Let me remind you. Let me take those thoughts that are confusing you, that are causing you to, to shrink back amen let me let me come in let me come in and i will war with you praise the lord we begin to speak in faith and not flesh we begin to gain the heart of the father for others so that they do not perish we begin to see the nations of the world and we begin to have a burden for them we begin to have a burden for the body of Christ. Church prayer is the muscle in our warfare. However, if we do not become skilled in prayer, if we are not constant, if we are not consistent and persistent, if we do not train ourselves up 
then we simply just flex and pose. Amen? We're just flexors and posers, but there's no power. Right? You can get muscles through steroids. <laughs> That's the quick way, right? Yes, I got a yay over there. Amen. But you look at these bodybuilders, yeah, and they oil up and they pose and they look buff and all that. You know, but can you lift, church? Can you lift? Can you lift underneath that, the weight of that trial? Amen. Can you sustain the weight of the trial? Can you throw off that temptation? Amen. Or are you just flexing and posing? You've got to build that muscle of prayer. We will not hit our enemy, let alone knock him out. We're not called to be posers. We're called to be precise and powerful in him. How? Through prayer. Right? When you become skilled, you know your enemy. Your enemy studies you, you study your enemy, and you know how to hit. You know where to stand, amen. I stand in the Lord. I stand in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Prior to Deborah's Warriors, all I knew in warfare, all I knew to fight the enemy was, I rebuke you, Satan. I didn't know beyond that. I didn't know that you were to bring the word of God into your prayer life. I had a lot of words but when the word of the Lord came into my prayer life, there was power. There was muscle. Not that I was a poser. I don't even know that I could flex, let alone pose. Amen. But then the Holy Ghost began to teach us. And he brought us a teacher. Amen. And she began to give us skill on how to pray and how to bring the word of God into our prayer life. And things began to transpire. So, yeah, you're going to hear messages on prayer all the time. Why? Because it's, it's, it takes work to pray. It takes work to pray. Amen. It takes work to develop a prayer life. It takes patience, amen, to pray. You know, it's easier to go to somebody. You give me the answer. You pray. Because prayer takes time. You know, why do you think there's, there's uh, mediums and there's uh, tarot cards and all that? Because people want an, an answer now. They don't want to wait. And it's like, yeah, you can go that route to find answers, but you're deceived. Right? To pray is to go to the throne. And to pray is to wait on the Lord, is to hear his voice, too. We, we do all the talking a lot of times in prayer, but prayer is also listening, listening for the Lord, waiting on the Lord for that answer to come. Amen. Luke 5, 16, uh, you know, Jesus prayed often. Why did he go off and pray? It says 5, 6, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed because he needed to know what the Father wanted. Now, he knew that he was here for a purpose, but he 
needed to go to the Father to get reassured, to get directed, to get refreshed, amen, whatever. But he often went. It wasn't a, a, a here and there. It was often that he prayed. And so if Jesus, the Son of God, incarnate, would pray, why do we think we shouldn't pray? Amen. Luke 9.18 says, One day Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only the disciples were with him, and he asked them, But who do you say that I am? So on this occasion, he took the disciples with him, and he posed a question in that place of prayer. So in prayer, in our time with prayer, the Lord will pose a question to you. Who do you say that I am? In that place of prayer, you will know who the Lord is, who he is to you, what he has for you, what he wants to do through you. Amen. But if you don't come into that place of communication with the Lord, you will not know who he is in your life. Amen. They're, they're the names of God, the power of God, the provision of God, the promises of God. We started with prayer and also declaring promises, reminding ourselves that there are promises that the Lord has for us. You see the benefits of prayer? the things that we have access to when we get into those places and those times, amen, alone with the Father. We know who he is. We hear of the Lord. We, 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 he knows where we are when we come into prayer. Doesn't it feel good when you have a time with the Lord and he just visits you? I've been in my prayer closet. I literally go in the closet sometimes. And I talk to the Lord about everything. I mean, I'll go as far as telling the Lord, Lord, I don't know how it works up there, but if it works like this, can you send my dad a hello? I miss him today. And the Lord responds. I don't hear an audible voice, but I feel his presence. And I feel like he, he responds to that need in my life in that moment. You know, in, that times, in those times of prayer, he reveals his care and his concern for you. He comes into those places that, you know, you might think, I don't want to bother God with this. And God says, it's no bother at all. I care about those things. He's your comforter, right? The Holy Spirit comes and he comforts you. He doesn't just empower us. He's not just some big buff Holy Spirit, amen, full of power. But he's also full of compassion. He's also full of understanding. He's also full of wisdom, amen. He, he, when you don't know what to do in a situation, the Holy Spirit comes and is like, you know what, let's pray about this thing. Ask of me, and I'll bring revelation. I'll bring the wisdom that you need, because we don't have the answers too often, church. All this happens in prayer. Matthew 14, 23 says, After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. You know, there's times that you're going to pray, and you're going to travail in prayer which means you're going to be there till 
till it comes, church. My neighbor asked me just yesterday about prayer. She says, you know, how do you know how long you should pray for a situation? And I said, well, I, this is just my, my thought on it. It's not Bible. But I think that the Holy Spirit will instruct you. I know that when my father, when I came to Vegas, when we came to Vegas, my father was sick back home. And there was, you know, he, he, was, he was at death's door a few times. And I remember one of the occasions that my dad got really sick. And I was overwhelmed. And the Holy Spirit said, you know what? Get a hold of yourself. Intercede. Fight for him. Fight for him on your knees. Don't give in to your emotions. Fight for him. And so my heart shifted, and I went into warfare prayer for my dad. The last time my dad was at death's door, I was in an airport, and my dad passed away. But I knew, just like I knew that I had to fight for him this time, I knew the Lord was coming for him. And I didn't go into warfare prayer. I just began to thank the Lord. I just began to thank the Lord that he had extended his years when he had me fight for him prior. And so the, the Holy Spirit will instruct you on, you know, when our pastor Mike Neville got sick, Sister Bloom rallied everybody. We had an assignment. And there was prayer going up for him 24-7. We, we signed up, okay, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Everybody took a time slot, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And the Lord took him home. Did God not answer? You could think that. You could feel that. But he did answer. He did answer. Was it the answer that we all wanted? No. But he did answer. And I remember Sister Bloom calling my house at probably like 2 in the morning to let me know that he had passed. And I remember just saying to her, God is still on the throne, and he doesn't owe me an explanation. God is good. Right? And so we were done with our assignment of praying and bombarding heaven for him to be healed. Did that discourage us from praying? No. We did what we were called to do. We prayed. The results are in the hand of God. They really are. You know, we pray and we want, we want to help God sometimes. We pray and we want to tell God how he should answer that's not how it works. You know, God isn't a belly that we rub. God isn't a magic wand. God isn't a genie that we, you know, we wish, we, we wish that God's going to, you know. We just simply, prayer is, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you that you hear my prayers and that your will will be done and that, no matter what the outcome is, 
you saw it fitting to be so. You know, we don't go into a prayer closet to give God demands. It's just saying, I trust you. And I believe that you answer. I believe that you hear me. When I'm sitting in this room, when I'm calling out to you, when I'm having a conversation, I was telling the Lord that today, God, I'm not sitting in here trying to conjure up something. You know, I'm not, you know, looking at Google. What word sounds fancy? What can I say right here that will move the heart of God? You know what? God would rather have five minutes of honesty with you than an hour of just trying to conjure up something, trying to, you know, pharisaical prayers. God wants honest prayers. God, you know what, God, I'm a mess, God. No, you know, God, I'm so confused right now, God. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, God. I don't know how this is going to work out. Let me tell you, 10 years of praying for a person, you run out of prayers. <laughs> I, I, but God answered, right? Did God come and tell me, Girl, it's going to take 10 years. He never said that to me. I would have freaked out. Like, 10 years? All he told me was pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for your husband. Day after day, month after month, year after year. But God answered. God answered. Right? There he is, the man of my dreams. <laughs> Beloved of God, favorite one. Amen. We read these scriptures and see that Jesus himself needed to get alone in prayer. Away from the demands and the noise, away from unbelief, away from his own disciples, in order to hear from the Father, in order to receive instruction, direction, encouragement, and replenishing, also to intercede for his disciples and the lost and the will of God. Amen. We read in, I don't know, I wrote down 1424, but I don't know what book. Amen. It says, where the disciples ended up in a storm. Okay, who knows? Des, you know. The disciples ended up in a storm, and Jesus appeared to them in a supernatural form, revealing that he could walk upon the natural elements that rise up against them and us. Those things that want to take us under their power, right? They want to drown us. They want to consume us. However, the disciples, like us, did not recognize him. They, they identified with their surroundings, what they saw and they heard. Amen. The Bible mentions that they were terrified. And they cried out in fear. It's a ghost. There's a term right now, right, uh, in social media, they're ghosting you. Somebody is ghosting you. Amen. They thought that somebody was ghosting them. They didn't recognize Jesus. They were scared. The prince of the air shouted and terrorized them. We must know that the devil is always looking and waiting for an opportunity to bring winds of fear and doubt. He's a terrorist, church. He has an agenda. Church, there's going to be times when the Lord will send us on ahead of him and he will allow the winds to blow and the waves to crash and terror to speak and strategize against you.
Only one spoke up. Big mouth Peter. Hallelujah. And though he asked with doubt in his voice, he recognized the Lord's voice. And he got out of the boat. He got out of the natural. He walked upon the waters of faith where his feet could fail him. Yes. And they did. Because for a moment, he heard the voice, but his eyes, he flinched. Hallelujah. He looked at the storm again, and he sank. But I love that the Bible says that immediately Jesus reached for him. It wasn't like the Lord allowed him to let little bubbles come to the surface. Like, let me let him really feel it. Amen. No, he immediately reached for Peter. Amen. And so if you find yourself overwhelmed, overcome, over your head, amen, like you're drowning, just know, church, because you've built that time of prayer with the Lord, because you know his voice, because you know your God, right? Who do you say that he is? Amen. Because you've spent time with the Lord, you have to know that when you feel that you're in that place, in over your head, under the elements of life, amen, that immediately the Lord will reach for for you. He will not let you drown. He will not let you hit bottom. Amen. He reaches for your, your air time and time again. It's not like the Lord says, there she goes again. There he goes again. I'm constantly having to rescue them. Oh, he comes for what's his church. I believe he was able to take that step because he, of all the disciples, drew to Jesus. He took risks. He put himself out there no matter what the others may have thought or said. And when he blew it, he heard God out and he welcomed the rebuke. Amen. Sometimes we don't want to hear what God has to say to us in prayer. Right? Now, prayer is not complaining. Right? We've heard that. That's why we got to get skilled. So we come out of, we grow out of just complaining in the prayer closet. We get skilled. We learn how to pull scripture and apply it. Kind of like shampoo. Wash, repeat. <laughs> right? Apply. Sometimes uh, something that is an ointment or something, you have to apply it more than once. Amen. You have to keep applying, applying the word of God. Become skilled in your prayer closet. Amen. Receive answers from the Lord. They're not always going to be what you want, but they will always be what you need. Right? We, we get in there and we think we confuse wants with needs. He will always give you and supply for your need. And sometimes he has to rebuke us in that prayer closet. Like, you just want and want. Want me. Want my heart. Want my, my mindset. Want to see through my eyes. You know, do we ask the Lord for those things? Or do we just have a list of what we want, what we think we need? how we think it should be. Is he on that list? In order for us to believe that prayer works, that it is supernatural, we must step out of the natural by first 
stepping into him with wholehearted trust that even when our flesh fails into fear, we will cry out that like Peter, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we will ask, if it is really you, Jesus, tell me to come. And we will obey, no matter the depth of the waters below. There's a song, right? Take me uh, to the without borders. What's the other part? Let me walk upon the waters. Amen. Help me out. The song reminded you of your brother. Amen. Beyond borders. Amen. Uh, the things be beneath us, church, the things around us, hallelujah, the things happening in this world, they, they can fail. We can sink. But we have to go beyond our borders of safety. We have to go beyond our flesh. Amen. God is a supernatural God, and he is calling to us. He's saying, but do we say, Lord, bid me to come. Call me into a place that I've never been before. Do we pray like that? God, enlarge me. God, stretch me. God, humble me. <laughs> we don't pray those prayers. Why? Because God answers. Hallelujah. God is waiting to hear from us. God is wanting to reveal more of his will for us and through us. If the Lord does not respond to prayer... He denies himself. I'm going to say that again. If the Lord does not respond to prayer, he denies himself. Then we're not in a relationship. Right? You talk about when we were religious, we prayed to idols that had no ears, that had no eyes, no mouth to speak. We serve the living God. We serve the living God. And living things, living people, creations, we speak. So he responds. If he does not respond, then he denies who he is, church. Church, you and I must declare and decree in our prayer time. When we decree, which means we speak God's truth. We speak God's provision and blessings over our lives. Anything purposed against us can have no further say in the matter God's word stands. We make the word of God true. We make it law. He didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. Amen. So when we get the word of God and we declare it and we decree it, then we say it is so because the Lord says so. And we agree with God. We agree with heaven. Amen. We stand on what God says and nothing else has a say. We dismiss the whispers. We dismiss the doubts, church. We dismiss our flesh. Like Pastor Joe said at the conference, go on now. <laughs> right? Go on now. I love that. Such a man of authority, but that's how he sent the enemy running. Go on now. We think we have to kick and scream and jump and, uh, you know, like the people in the Bible cut themselves, crawl on our knees, amen. And it's just knowing the God that you serve and the power that you have and the authority that you have. Pastor Joe didn't dance around. He didn't scream. He, he just said, go on now. And he dismissed the enemy. 
Romans chapter 3, verse says, God forbid. Yes, let God be true and every man a liar. God is faithful even in our unfaithfulness. Church, decree in Hebrew means to divide and to destroy. So when we decree a matter, we divide and we destroy. Destroy the enemy's plans. Destroy those things that he tries to build in your mind. We stand in and for these things. We stand in and for God's truth, faith and peace, supernatural, spirit. We stand in and for wealth and sufficiency. I pray for our church. God prosper us spiritually. If you prosper spiritually, everything else comes from there. Your soul should prosper. Your spirit should prosper. Your mind on Christ should prosper. We separate from the devil's lies. We separate ourselves from doubt and despair, from the natural and the flesh. We separate ourselves from lack and poverty. You know, we can be in Christ and have a poverty mentality. We're here, but we're not prospering in the spirit. We have a poverty mentality. We, we, we don't see ourselves as God sees us, church. You know, when you get into that place of prayer, he'll tell you who you are. He'll tell you who you are. Nobody else needs to tell you who you are. He'll identify you. You're my daughter. You're part of the kingdom. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're the head and not the tail. You don't have to beg. You don't have to borrow. You're a lender. <laughs> you have everything that's mine is yours, right? Yeah, we hear that from the pulpit, but you know what? He wants to just tell you some things privately, just you and him, because he's a personal God. Amen. Acts 1 and 8 says power. Power is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. That's what we have. We have power. Amen. We can influence the behavior of others or the course of events. Where you go, you're just this little force, amen, of God's power. You can change the atmosphere. You can change the course of events. That's kind of what we did when Sister Bloom was saying something's happening in this city. And it's like, well, let's get in. We don't know what it is, but we're going to get in and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Let's change the course of something that maybe it's coming, happened, tried to happen. I don't know, but we prayed. Hallelujah. Church, when our knees hit the ground, we connect to heaven. When our hearts hit the ground, we hear the Father and we know his voice. When our pride hits the ground, grace abounds and humility is born and we walk with God. When our will hits the ground, heaven can come to earth and God's will is enforced and our steps become ordered by God.
Prayer is not a formula. It's the air that we breathe. The Lord breathes into the dirt in our lives, and he creates. It's not what we have. It's who we hand it to. We have Jesus. Prayer is not taught. It is caught. What do you hear in prayer? What do you hunger for? What do you desire? What's your passion? What's your burden? Right? Church, let's make prayer part of the currency in this house. That the Father's will is what we need and want. May we know his voice because we seek him. May the Lord not find tables to turn here because we've turned it into something else. And may he be able to call this Praise Chapel Las Vegas a house of prayer and not a den of thieves. Keep warring, church. Keep warring. Keep warring. Know his voice. Talk to him about everything. Yield your heart. Humble your heart. Know the will of God for your life and what he wants to do through your life. This whole relationship started with the prayer, didn't it? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. We made a public declaration. I want Jesus to come into my life and be the Lord of it. Be my Savior. Prayer is powerful. You can change the course of things. You know, everybody here represents a family. All of you. We're a product of prayer. Somebody prayed for us, prayed us in, and here we are. Now you do the same. When you want to give up, when you want to give in, pray. Because you're standing here for somebody else. Your presence here, your commitment to the Lord, to the kingdom of God, will change the course in your families. It will. How long it will take, I don't know. You know, God says, train up your children in the ways of the Lord, and when they are old, they will not uh, depart from them. But he doesn't tell us how old. <laughs> My son's already 37. Is it over? Is he too old now? No. He'll come back to the Lord. If I continue, we continue to pray for him. We stand for the prodigals. We stand for that backslider, that they'll renew their vows because God is still married to them, right? Everybody here right now could think of somebody that needs Jesus in your family. Don't give up on praying, church. You'll change the course. You'll change the course. Amen.
and build that muscle of prayer. We're not posers. We're not flexors. We're powerful. We're powerful. We're full of supernatural power. It's not a feeling. It's a fact. Father, thank you for reminding us once again about prayer. It's a weapon. It's a privilege to have access to you the way that we do. And so, Lord, I pray for us here. We heard the word. We were reminded. So now we're accountable to it. I pray that we take it home. I pray that we apply it because you told us to apply it. I pray that, Lord, you help us to continue to get on our knees, to cry out to you, to get into that place alone as Jesus did. He went to be alone with the Father so that there wasn't noise and there wasn't distraction. And, Lord, there wasn't... Uh, the cares of life. It was just alone time with you. Because you want to talk to us. You want to talk to us, Father. You always have something to say to us. Father, I thank you for this reminder in my own life, Father. Continue to help me, Father, because the days can get my time and my attention and God I'm trying to have time with you at the last minute God and I don't want to be I don't want you to be the last minute person in my life I want you to be the first one the first one that I talk to Lord continue to help me in that to be consistent and committed to my prayer life to remain in the power and the authority and the access that I have, Lord. So in those moments when, God, I feel like I'm underwater and the elements of life and the, and the winds are, are blowing and the rains are falling, God, I, I may not be able to make out that it's you, but I know your voice. I know your voice. We know your voice, Father. And when the stranger calls our name, we will not follow. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight, God, that they are encouraged tonight to just start right where they are. You're not looking for fancy, God. You're not looking for long prayers, God. You're just looking for honest ones, honest hearts that we just truly want to have time with you, Father. I pray that the word is seated in every heart and established in every mind tonight, God, that, that, Lord, we have access, we have power, we have permission. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we can say Jesus and things shift and move. We say Abba, Father, and you speak a word and things come, things happen. 
course of things change. Thank you, Father. I love you. I praise you. And 